for watching. And of course, subscribe. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We have reached episode number 10 of season 2 already. And just want to, of course, take a moment and thank everybody so much for following us over on social media on our Facebook page. Uh, we do quite a bit of posting over there. as also our Facebook group, uh, which has added quite a few members recently. So head on over there and take a look at our group as well if you guys want to take a look at any recent postings we've done. And also thank you so much for following us on uh, YouTube as well as our Twitter account. And we also are on the podcast apps as always. Uh, we're on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Spotify, Stitcher, and also uh, iHeartRadio and some other ones as well. So you can listen to us at any time later on as you feel you have time to tune in to listen to some of our past guests. Um, today we do have a special guest joining us. Uh, she is out from BC, so she's joining us long distance. Uh, she is Melissa Frisbee, and uh, she's a psychic medium, and we'll be talking to her about what she does and some of her abilities and um, some experiences that she's had as well. So with that, let's bring on in uh, Melissa. And how Hi. are you? Thanks Great. for having me. Uh, thanks very much for joining us here on Haunting Live, Melissa. Thank you for taking time out as well. I know you're all the way out there in BC, so um, thank you so much for taking the time today. Yes, it's great to connect with you. Yes, it's great having you as well. Um, so we introduced you as a psychic medium. Um, is that basically what you would call yourself, a medium, or do you more lean in towards the psychic part of it? Yeah, I title myself as a psychic medium. I do both, but I think my first love was mediumship. So I definitely... Um, enjoy practicing mediumship. Okay, so what drew you into the field of mediumship? Let's start at the beginning and um, sort of how did you get into that field? So was there some experience that you had or was it something um, that you were always interested in? So sort of what drew you into becoming a medium? Definitely, yeah. When I was really young, um, I, I've had experiences since I was really young. Some as far back as before I can remember. My mom has told me stories about me chatting with loved ones that who were on the other side that I had never met. Mm -hmm. And I also remember having experiences where um, before I could speak, I remember being really confusing to me why people would use language. I don't know if that makes sense, but I would communicate telepathically. So. I would communicate in images and emotions, but I'd get frustrated that my family or my loved ones around me they couldn't understand me or didn't know what I was trying to communicate to them. Um, and I also have really vivid memories of having like extreme emotion in my body. So at the age where you're having tantrums as a young child, I can remember feeling like rage or a fire inside my body so strongly that um, yeah, I just had to get that fire or emotion out of my body. And um, a little later on in life, I probably at age four or five, I had several experiences where I would see people's faces when I would fall asleep. So I would see a man's face kind of over my bed. And it used to terrify me. And so I remember thinking that if I 
didn't breathe or if I didn't move or if I hid underneath my blanket, but they couldn't talk to me or they couldn't bother me. And I would share these experiences with my parents, but they, I don't think they knew how to handle the situation. I think they wanted to protect me or they didn't want me to feel scared. So they told me that, oh, it's just mere imagination and what you're seeing isn't real. And so as the years went on, I tried to shut those experiences out or I really felt like these were things that I was making up. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I remember into my teen years, like early teen years, I would have several experiences of seeing images of people, or not images, sorry, mm-hmm. physically seeing people um, fleeting it like um, apparitions, I guess. And um, yeah, once again, passing those off as just my imagination. Right. So when you first started seeing these images as a young child, was it something that you're more feeling? Like you mentioned, you feel a fire inside of you that um, you're sort of sensing. Was that something that sort of manifested to you? Was that something that you were drawn to? Or was it something more um, being impressed onto you, I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Did Did you sense it was something real or was it something that was sort of sensing to you? It definitely felt like, it felt very real. The experience to me felt very real. So I remember having that conflict between feeling like my experience is really real and, you know, someone else telling you that it's not and telling you that it's just in your head. And that's, I feel like it's really confusing as a young child to have that pull between both worlds. And it definitely did not feel like it was my choice. You know, it was, like, impressed on me. It felt like this was just my day-to-day life. Um, I felt like once once I hit a certain age or, yeah, once I hit the age of 18, I started having out-of-body experiences. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what knows what an out-of-body experience is, but I didn't know what was happening at the time either. I, or sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would hear like a crowd of people talking. And it wasn't until I went to uh, my sister's birthday party. She had a a psychic reader there for her birthday party. And I was quite young at this point. I, I was 18 years old. And so I'm like 17, 18 years old. And I had never been to a psychic before. I didn't really even know what a psychic was at that point. And I was explaining these experiences to her that I would wake up in the middle of the night and hear, like, buzzing sounds, or I would hear um, people, like, a crowd of people talking. And she explained that that was spirit. And I had also explained these weird experiences that I was having when I would go to sleep. And I would... um, I would fall asleep, and then I felt like I would wake up, and I would be over top of my body, and or I felt like I was being thrown out of my body. And it was a really terrifying experience to me, but it felt very, very vivid and real, like way more real than a, a normal dream. And so I was explaining this to her, and she explained to me that that was astral projection or an out-of-body experience. And so at this point, this is when I dove right into that world, and I um, started researching everything there was 
um, on out-of-body experiences, just to try to make sense of what my world or what I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. So how much, um, how many times would you say that that happened to you then as soon as you sort of hit adult life? Um, was it sort of like a stage that was thrown upon you again? Like, it seems to be happening to you in stages. At first you were just hearing stuff, then when you got into it at 18, as soon as you hit an adult, you sort of had more stronger experiences. So um, did that affect you more as an adult? Like, did you find that they kind of waited to present that to you at that time? Um, I feel like that was almost like a doorway or a gateway opening. It's like I could push my experiences down for only so long, and then once I hit that age, it was like this door was blown wide open. And um, I would have these experiences probably only monthly in the beginning, but I'm still experiencing them very often. And it's never a choice of mine. So... It felt scary, but also really exciting. I felt like I could make connections now. Like, all the light bulbs were going off, or all the pieces were starting to fit together, and I was looking back to the experiences that I was having when I was younger and kind of tying it all together, and it just started making sense, and it felt like who I was as a person started to make sense. But, but there was a lot that came along with that, like a lot of... Um, challenges, I guess, in my early 20s, I felt like I was, I realized there was an impact, and, um, you know, sometimes I would feel the whole world's sadness, like, it, it really felt like I could feel what the world was feeling, I don't know if that, if that makes sense, but... Yeah, it's a, a strange experience being an empath, because I have sort of that ability as well, and certain situations you can definitely sense uh, other people's emotions and stuff like that especially if there's a large crowd around you and it's definitely a strange feeling if you're not used to it for sure definitely yeah and i i feel like i used to view my gifts as like a curse you know i i didn't want to be feeling all of this i didn't i really enjoyed the, some of the experiences the spiritual experiences i was having but the negative emotion or feeling emotions so strongly, I think I've, I've viewed that as a curse. And once I started realizing that I was a medium and was able to channel that or channel the energy in a different way or kind of learn to flick the switch on and off from, like, differentiating, differentiating what other people's emotions are and what my emotions are, that's really when my gift began to feel like, you know, a gift to me. It felt like, okay, like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, I feel really connected to something. Like, I understand who I am as a person. And it all started coming together nicely. But, yeah, it wasn't, al it wasn't always that way. No, it's a little scary once you start getting even into just plain basic mediumship because you're sensing all these feelings or you're hearing all these voices that are spirit and it's really confusing especially as a child and since you mentioned that it wasn't that great that your parents kind of encouraged it or whatever um, and unfortunately that does happen quite often as a child parents don't know what to do with it and um, it's kind of blocked in a way but you seem to have gotten past that and you're now into an adulthood and you're actually embracing that gift which is great yeah definitely 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. You mentioned the parent thing again, and um, my father, he was a typical man, man, outdoorsy, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like in his generation, this kind of thing wasn't talked about as much, and so I was really nervous because there was a lot of um, joking or, you know, he would sometimes pick, pick at me for being afraid of ghosts or you know, he would joke around with me a little bit about it. And um, so into my early 20s, when I discovered that I was a psychic medium and had these abilities, I was really, really nervous to share that with him. And um, I think he was one of the last people in my family that I shared these experiences with. And once I did, I was actually really surprised with what he told me. And I, I had um, I had practiced, I guess, doing a reading, which really involved me laying on the couch and shutting my eyes and trying to connect to my auntie, which is his sister, who I had never met. And she had passed when I was really, really young. She was only 22 when she passed. And it was somebody that he never really talked, talked about. Like, he was really emotionally closed off so I think this was a big point of pain for him in his life so he never really shared his experiences or shared much about her and so I connected to her on the other side and really it felt like a story was playing out in my mind but I wasn't reaching for information it was just there it was like I could see um like a video being played out and she was communicating to me in this way and anyways I shared what she was showing me like she was showing me their life on uh, an acreage or a farm that they grew up on which I didn't even know that my dad had lived on a farm and so I was really nervous to share these experiences because I thought he's gonna think I'm crazy like all this stuff is wrong and when I started sharing what I had written down he took the words out of my mouth and completed the story and so I feel like that really connected us in a lot of ways. And then um, he's now passed, but before his passing, I got to share more and more about what I do with him. And he then shared with me that he has had several experiences and he sees spirit. And in the house that I grew up in, he said he would always see them. He would communicate with them. And... Um, he, he knew that some people used to reside in that in that space, so he didn't want them to leave, but he would just have conversations with them. And this, like, blew me away. I had no idea. But he also shared with me that, um, you know, in his time, this was viewed as crazy. So when he shared these experiences with his family, they wanted to put him away. Like, they had you know, they didn't know if he was crazy. They thought, you know, like, he was scared he was going to get sent away to, like, a mental institution. And this, like, opened my eyes so in such a huge way to how the world views these things so much differently now. And anyways, it was just, it tied together a lot for me into why um, he, he almost wanted to protect me from that world. And I just don't think he knew how to open up or explain his experiences with me. 
Yeah, it's a lot harder for that generation to kind of express things, I find. They're not as open as people are nowadays, which is great because it's moving in the right direction that a lot more people are aware of what things are in the world and they're a lot more open-minded than they were in the past. But yes, that generation definitely had a different view on things and um, they would do that. They would actually put people into mental institutions or whatever if they thought they had those abilities or because I think they were scared of it. I think they didn't understand what they were and they didn't, they didn't know how to deal with it. So, um, But nowadays, I think people are more open to it. They're more receptive of it and um, they just know more what it is these days. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And also, I think, too, with um, your father actually opening up to you and becoming more connected after that experience, I think that he probably had some abilities himself, too. Yes, for sure. I completely agree. I feel like it was passed down. Even though I, I do believe absolutely everybody has access to their psychic abilities, everyone can um, learn to grow that, that muscle. But uh, for some reason, I just feel like some people are either more open or some people naturally have that, like it comes more naturally to, to people. So, for example, um, some people are born like sports prodigies and some people have to work harder to become good at sports. And I feel like it kind of works the same way with your um, psychic abilities. Yes, it's definitely something that you have to train yourself to grow into. Like anything in life, you have to sort of practice and practice it. So even though you might be born with it, um, like you mentioned as well, I think in the past on your website as well, you, under your um, about section, I read um, that you believe everybody is born with the ability which I believe as well but you believe that also sometimes that people tend to lose that ability when they don't focus on it so um, what would you say to somebody that might have that ability like yourself as a child but wasn't really nurtured into it but what would you tell people that aren't sure what to do with it um it really depends on you if you feel really excited about that if it's something that's really interesting to you I say go for it. Um, a lot of people have a lot of fears surrounding their psychic abilities, but for me, I've always felt the intention to work with love and light, and that's all I've ever received. So the more that I've opened up to my abilities, the less scary it's become, and the more of a gift it's become. So um, I, I love teaching people or mentoring people um, on how to use their psychic abilities, because even if you don't want to be, become a psychic medium or, you know, do it as an occupation, there's so many benefits to being able to use your abilities. And even just connecting to your higher self or connecting to your intuition to know, like, to answers to your questions, um, to find guidance in life, to even feel more connected to something bigger. And, um, yeah, I just feel like all in all, it's such a positive thing to have in your life it is especially these days when things are so uncertain and everything in the whole world like people are looking for that guidance right now and i think that's great that you um, can teach people as well so let's talk about that for a bit um when did you get into sort of wanting to teach people about uh, psychic development yeah um so i'll start with the first training that i've ever taken was um, from Carmel Bear. She's a medium. I think she lives right outside of Edmonton, Alberta. And 
I believe she had a TV show after I took training from her. But anyways, I, I took a, a weekend psychic development course, and it didn't focus hugely on mediumship, but this is the only course that I, that I took. And then I also attended a couple of her, um, like, weekly psychic development classes. I lived in Red Deer at the time, so it was uh, a drive for me to go, but it was really, really great, and I got so much out of the course, and when I grew up, I felt like no one else I knew was interested in, in this kind of stuff or had any idea about the world, so I felt very alone in my experiences, and I felt like I didn't have anyone to go to or anyone to learn from. There was no guidance there for me. I really had to search for it, and so... I feel like those classes, it inspired me to want to help other people and do the same. So I, I really have to say, though, too, that I, I feel like I was mostly self-trained or self-taught because I really felt like it was more of a, a remembering, which is really interesting. Like, I felt like I was almost remembering how to use my abilities, like I had used them before, I know it sounds strange, but maybe in like a past life or maybe it's just like because it's so natural to us or when we're young, you know, we are more open to that. But yeah, I guess I just, I didn't want anyone else in the world to feel alone or to feel like they didn't have a safe space to talk about their experiences or to share what they have gone through and I wanted to provide that for other people. I wanted to be that, that space for them. Yeah, no, that's great. Like I said, especially these days, people are a lot looking for that uh, sort of guidance and words go from here kind of thing. So, um, so how have you been developing that? Have you had a lot of time lately during the pandemic and the lockdowns to sort of work on your development? Yeah. Um, I have actually taken some time off. I had a baby nine months ago, so, I took some time off, and it was kind of good timing with the world the way it is, I guess, to slow down and just spend some one-on-one -on -one time. But prior to that, I, I held um, one-on, or not one-on-one, -on -one, sorry, I held psychic development classes in Golden, and I had a space where we would meet up every week, and um, we would all connect and do kind of group readings, the other different activities every week, and... Now I'm shifting my focus. I started working a couple months ago again, and I'm kind of shifting my focus to online just to provide that space for people if you can't, if I can't have one-on-one -on -one contact. I have done a couple one-on-one -on -one development sessions with people over the phone or on video. It's really depending on people's preferences. And... Um, yeah, it works just the same. It's really neat to, to see that we can connect in, in other ways. We don't have to be directly in the same space. But really, I'm teaching the same things one-on-one. -on -one. I, I really like to ask people what they're interested in learning or what their skill level is at because some people are at brand new, like they haven't experienced or developed any of their abilities or they haven't connected to any of their clear senses before. And some people are, you know, more advanced and just want practice. So I really like to connect individually and see what that person is wanting or what that person is needing. And 
um, it's just it's a lot of fun for me. I really enjoy it. No, it's always great to be doing something that you love doing for sure. And especially if you're able to help teach others that same ability, like you said, you believe that everybody's born with that intuition or psychic ability. So to help to grow that is great. Um, I want to touch back a bit on the out of body experience section for a moment uh, that you experienced. Um, can you tell us a bit about the research that you found? You said that when you had those experience as of 18 years old, um, you started doing some research. Um, can you tell us a bit about what you found out about it? Like maybe somebody might not know fully what out of body experiences are. Yes. Um, I, I, I wish I remembered the book titles or the authors, but I found, I dove into a lot of books written about out-of-body experiences, and particularly astral projection. And so what it is is people believe that it's your consciousness leaving your body and having experiences on a different dimensional plane. And it truly feels like that. It feels like you... Leave, your consciousness leaves your body and sometimes you can look down and not see anything at all or you know sometimes you can see um see an image of your body but most of the time I'm or, I mean all of the time I'm flying or floating and I feel like a lot of people have dreams about flying and to me I feel like that's a, a form of an out-of-body experience. I came across me Reiki Masters about 10 years ago, so I've had a lot of experience over the years, and they just tied a lot of the energies that were going on in and around me. In, in, that, in saying that, it, it's like we always hear about these experiences that people have that are sort of this awakening um, where they understand or maybe start to look closer at what's possible for us to do using things like intuition. My grandfather had just crossed over and uh, I was sleeping with my aunt and, and he tried to wake her up. So he kind of like was shaking her and saying, that she it was French, but he was saying, wake up, Lynn, wake up. And uh, she wouldn't wake up. And then I looked at him and I screamed because I just went to his funeral. Of course, over time, you know, these things that he was talking about that were to come that hadn't taken place yet um, did all start unfolding as he had predicted. Interview. She was just talking to us about what she learned as she was doing research into having out-of-body experiences. So um, let's start just with that again, Melissa, and uh, continue on with some information about out-of-body experiences for people. Yeah, so I was saying that um, it's our consciousness leaving our body, or that's what people believe. And I also was really intrigued on, um, um, I guess, sleep studies because I'm a very scientific-minded person, but I'm also very spiritual, so it's kind of an interesting mix because I like to prove things, but I, you know, with the spiritual world, we can't always prove things, so um, I'm just intrigued in both sides of things. and. With sleep studies, I, I wanted to understand if it was something going on with my brain or is my, does my brain work differently? And it's really interesting because there's a lot of people who try to prove that their experiences out of body are real. So they'll do tests or, um, you know, say, tape a card to the back of the door and not look at 
what card it is. And then once they're out of body, try to look to see if they'll see the same card, like King of Diamonds, for example. And personally, I've, I've had it in my mind to do these types of experiences, but it seems like I have less control over what my experience is, if that makes sense. So um, a lot of the time, I, I know um, out-of-body experiences or astral projection, it's actually practiced in a lot of um, spiritual or religious types of ways, like many people will try to have these experiences. And for me, it's always just spontaneously happened to the point where sometimes I, I'm like, I, I just want to sleep, like I've got to sleep. And it really doesn't feel like you're getting any rest when you're out of body because you're very aware of what's happening. Um, but yeah, so my place. So, no, no worries. I was going to ask you that as well next here anyway. Um, when you are having an out-of-body experience, um, for those people that may have not experienced that yet, um, can you sort of describe the, the uh, sensation or what it felt like when you do leave your body? Like, what, what's the feeling that you have when you, you have an out-of-body experience? Yeah, so at different points, different nights or experiences, I um, become cognizant at different points. So sometimes I'm aware before I'm even leaving my body and I can hear loud buzzing sounds, like it sounds like a swarm of bees. I can feel like vibration in my body or it sometimes feels like your limbs are like heavy like a brick or you feel the sensation of like waves and then most of the time I'll get a sensation of being in like a centrifuge like sitting around really fast and all these sensations can be so terrifying if you haven't ever experienced it before but if you learn to relax into those sensations um, the next thing you'll know is you'll like be out of body and you're always waiting for this climax like it almost feels like a, like a climax sensation or you know you're waiting for something big to happen and then the next thing you know you're just floating out of body it, it feels like a, a build-up or sometimes there's really really loud noises that happen that can be really scary uh but yeah sometimes i fall asleep and then i feel like i just wake up or become aware at the point where I'm already just floating around my room. Yeah, that's um, really interesting. Um, I've never had that experience before. I've had, um, I guess, astral traveling before, but not really any sensations of uh, being out-of-body experiences like that. Um, I felt as if I was hovering about the bed at one point. I remember that one before in my life. I was looking down at myself and I was just hovering there, but then kind of fell back into my body. Have you ever had anything like that experience where it's been like you're hovering and then all of a sudden you're back in your body? Like, what does that part feel like? I actually have the opposite issue usually. I feel like I get stuck out of body and I don't want to alarm anybody because I feel like we can't, I can't truly get stuck out of body forever. Um, I always end up waking up, but I have a really hard time waking myself up. And I feel like if I would just go on and have the experience, I, you know, it would be great, but 
uh, a lot of the time, yeah, it just happens so often to me that I kind of push the experiences away sometimes because I am tired or, you know, I want to sleep. So I feel like, um, yeah, I, I'll try to shake myself awake or I'll try to scream at myself, but I won't. I don't actually wake up or come back to my physical body until, like, I can move a limb or a finger or um, somebody ta- is talking around me or if there's actually, like, movement around me. And sometimes I have a lot of, like, false awakenings. So, but I guess I I feel like I'm, I might have experienced what you're describing and it, it feels like... Like, for me, it would always feel like I was falling back into my body or, you know, and then you would jolt awake really quickly. Yeah, that's what mine was like. It felt like I fell quite hard, actually, right back into my body, and it felt like I hit the bed, like, uh, really hard when I fell back in. So that's sort of what brought me back was me landing on the bed. But I kind of put my arms out, I remember, and I was kind of like, whoa, what what was that? (laughs) Right. Yeah, it can be... It's just, it's just a whole other world of experiences, and it, just, it could be really different. Like, I feel like that's kind of the same sensation that I would experience when I, when I first started having out-of-body experiences, but it would be when I was leaving my body. It felt like I was thrown against the wall really hard, and it would never hurt. Like, I would never feel, like, pain or anything like that. It was just jolting, a jolting experience. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like a big jolt in your back and your body kind of thing. Um do you remember anything from your travels? Like, do you ever remember any imagery or anything that was told to you while you were out of body? Oh, yes, definitely. I I don't keep a journal, which I really should, because there's literally years and years of experiences and very different types of experiences. I've had some scary experiences and more tied into, uh, like, sleep paralysis, I guess. But... Um, I've also had some really, like, beautiful, profound experiences, and I, I, I remember I'll usually try to take down as much detail as possible, like, for example, um, this one time I was in a hotel, (laughs) I don't know why I was in a hotel, but there was, like, taxidermy on the walls, (laughs) and I remember looking at the tag on the taxidermy and reading, like, the company and recording it when I woke up, when I woke up. And so sometimes it's really insignificant things, but I've also had experiences where, um, you know, the Syrian war, I, about a year and a half before Syria was going through war or having those experiences, I, um had images, like flashing images while I was out of body, or I was almost like being shown different things about this war that would happen and that would take place, and I uh, embarrassingly didn't know Syria, or, you know, I wasn't well-versed on um, places in the world, I guess, and I recorded this all, and then, you know, a year and a half later... Um, some of these things actually took place. So it's really intriguing to me, but also challenging because I don't know what I'm supposed to do with the information all the time or how I can help, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're showing different things, but you're not quite sure what to do with it afterwards. So um, 
I guess it's hard to know what to do with it when you get information handed to you. Um, sometimes it comes on later on when there's a situation that comes up and it just clicks. Like, oh, yeah, that's what that was for. Right. And, yeah, I've also had experiences where I've seen, like, different types of beings or, you know, I was, like, almost in a different dimensional reality and um, where the communication would be telepathic and it was almost like I didn't know like the laws of that universe or the rules of you know how when you travel to a different country we all have customs and different laws and regulations it almost worked the same like I would go and do something like I would be flying around a certain way or exploring a certain area and these beings that resided there would tell me like no what are you doing don't do that like you should know better and yeah, so it's, just, it's really, really interesting. Oh, that's really interesting, too. Um, what sort of places do you think you went to? Were they just different dimensions, or were there planetary travels? Or I feel like definitely different dimensions and planetary travels, and I've definitely seen beings that have interesting too that you can actually understand different people and stuff if you go to different areas and I guess you don't really have control over that it's something that um, do you sort of meditate beforehand and you find yourself going someplace or is it more okay they're just going to take you to a different place tonight yeah it's absolutely just like oh I'm, I just um, I opened my eyes and I'm in a different completely different place so I don't it's nothing that I think about beforehand you know I there's no preparation or me. I have tried before to, I know that some people um, have meetups, and I didn't realize this was a thing, but I joined a group on Facebook about astral projection and the list, the coordinates of a place, and um, people will go out of body and meet up there, and it's kind of like a celebration or a party, or, you know, people will play music and have these events, and so I've tried before to intentionally yeah, set the intention to join that meetup and, um, you know, reread the coordinates before going to sleep. But for me, it, it 
it just didn't work. Or, you know, I didn't have an out-of-body experience that night. So, yeah, it's just not something that I can do at will. That's interesting. I never heard of that before. It's like a virtual meetup kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's different. Um, well, thank you so much, Melissa. It's been really interesting talking to you about your abilities and um, different things that you can do, like uh, out-of-body experience. We haven't had this uh, discussion yet here on Haunting Live, so I'm sure it's really interesting to um, talk about for you and share your experiences and what you've been through sort of thing. So. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great connecting with you. And yeah, I look forward to uh, your content in the future. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on the show um, if you want to be a, a future guest again. That's definitely a possibility, so we look forward to that as well. Uh, but thank you so much for taking your time out today. Um, I know you're busy with your uh, little baby there, and you uh, had some time today to join us, so I uh, do say thank you so much. Is there anything that you're um, currently doing that you want to sort of promote or just promote your website? Uh, no, just my website is great, and, you know, whoever is drawn my way is it's meant to be <laughs> yeah exactly too so uh we have posted your website up uh, we'll definitely share that as well over on our facebook and social media so thank you those melissa so much for being here and talking about your experiences and uh what you do as a uh, psychic medium over in bc thanks again take care you too thank you so much Bye. And uh, that was uh, Melissa Frisbee from all the way in uh, BC. So uh, we thank her for joining us here on Haunting Live Podcast. Thank you everybody for joining us here this week and every week. Uh, this week we have reached episode number 10 on season 2 already. So we are flying by here and we have many more guests booked into Haunting Live here well into the end of May now. So looking forward to having many more guests on. Uh, we have a big name guest actually coming up next week that you don't want to miss. Uh, he is from APTN's Spirit Talker show. Sean Leonard will be joining us here on Haunting Live and talking about different things in his life. So it's going to be really interesting to have him on. We can't wait and uh We'll be posting that post up, of course, uh, for next week. So watch out for that post and our guest next week from APTN's show, Spirit Talkers. So can't wait for that. Um, otherwise, uh, just the usual things here to end the podcast uh, tonight, guys. Uh, we do say thank you for following us over on social media. We encourage you to join our Facebook group as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. We're on all the social media platforms. Uh, we're also on all the podcast platforms, so you can find us and li listen to our show just on audio at any time to our great guest interviews that we have, and uh, check them out. Any past guests as well will be up there. We are on all the podcast apps, such as iTunes, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, as well as Amazon Music, and a whole bunch of other ones. So you can check us out on the podcast apps later on. Um, also, don't forget, uh, Chris from Haunting Live does his readings uh, every Wednesday night at 8.30 for half an hour. Uh, best off, if you can, to send in the questions ahead of time so that he has time to prepare the card readings before he goes live. But uh, send those to our email if you can. And... Uh, don't forget to check out the readings on Wednesday nights at 8.30.
But also we have uh, tickets for our next public event is on sale right now. We have tickets available for the next host of the Queen's Inn in Stratford, Ontario. Uh, that's going to be this Halloween weekend this year, October 29th to 30th. We originally had it for the spring, but with COVID rules, we decided to uh, postpone again till a better weekend. And we thought we'll just do a Halloween event for this year again. Uh, hopefully the rules won't be too strict by then, but uh, if there are, we'll abide by any rules set forth. But uh, tickets are on sale for the two-night event in Stratford, Ontario. Uh, we are hosting the event along with the Queen of Ooga Booga, Sally Diane. And uh, over on her channel on YouTube, you can go check her out, but she will be hosting the event with us. And uh, tickets are on sale for the two-night event. You get the dinner Friday night. We have a special guest speaker. Uh, Mary Ann Kennedy will be joining us live that evening for a talk. And uh, then we'll do the pajama party at night. Uh, the hotel and then Saturday afternoon and in the morning there will be the workshops by Chris and Sally Then we will be doing the ghost hunt and seance in the evening on Saturday So looking forward to that event later for Halloween weekend uh, Just go to our website, which is hauntinglivepodcast.com slash events But also just to mention on our website We just revamped our merch area where you guys can check out all the products that we have available for sale that we use in the field. We also just added a bunch of new areas on our website, including jewelry. So you can check out the new jewelry section, which has earrings and necklaces available with natural stones. So go check out our website at hauntinglivepodcast.com, but also sign up again for the email list as well while you're at our website and get notification of news and updates every month from us here at Haunting Live Podcast. But again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, thanks again to our guest, Melissa Frisbee, over in uh, Golden, BC, is where she's from. She's a psychic medium over there, and we are very happy to have her talk about what she does and her out-of-body experiences was the topic for today. So uh, look forward to seeing guys here next week, and uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in and following us over on social media. So with that, guys, have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week on Haunting Live Podcast. Thanks for watching. And of course, subscribe.